Okay. The fourth practice is given is the parts of the body. I'll read you what the Buddha has to say. Again, one reviews this very body from the soles of the feet upwards and from the scalp downwards, enclosed by the skin and full of manifold impurities. In this body, there are head hairs, body hairs, nails, teeth, skin, flesh, sinews, bones, bone marrow, kidneys, heart, liver, pleura, spleen, lungs, mesentery, bowels, stomach, excrement, bile, phlegm, pus, blood, sweat, tears, fat, tallow, saliva, snot, synovic fluid, and urine. Just as if there were a bag, open at both ends, full of various kinds of grains, such as hill rice, paddy, green gram, kidney beans, sesame, husk rice, and a man with good eyesight were to open the bag and examine them, saying, this is hill rice, this is paddy, this is green gram, these are kidney beans, this is sesame, this is husk rice, so too one reviews this very body. In this body there are head hairs, etc. Okay. Now, there are a number of practices that have evolved from this teaching. You can do the practice exactly as it's given. You know, sit there and notice the hairs of your head. And when you got those clear, then notice the hairs of your body. And then notice your teeth and your nails and your skin. And then start going into your organs and everything else. But as I say, there are a number of practices that have evolved from this. The... One that's perhaps most familiar to you is the sweeping practice that Mr. Gawenka has made famous in this country. Um, and it's based on basically examining the skin. So that's what I'm going to do now is a guided sweeping practice. What we're going to do is go through or go over the surface of the body and cover every square inch simply noticing whatever sensations you notice in each place. We'll start with the top of the head. That's the spot that used to be a soft spot when you were a baby. It's a few finger widths back from your hairline, assuming you still have a hairline. All right. And then there's the crown of the head, which is the circle back at the back where your hair goes in a circle, if it still goes that way. All right. And I think everything else will be pretty obvious. So in order to begin, please put your attention on your breath for a few moments. Now drop the attention on your breath and put your full attention on the top of your head. Place it was a soft spot when you were a baby and notice any sensation that you can notice there. Itching, tingling, pressure, warmth, coolness, 
Just simply notice whatever sensation is noticeable. Now slowly move your attention back along the center line of your head towards the crown and notice any sensation you encounter as you move your attention along the center line of the skull. When you reach the crown of the head, examine it for sensations. And now begin moving your attention over the right half of the skull, from the back to the front, from the center line down to the hairline. Just noticing whatever you can find on the right half of the skull to notice. Itching, warmth, pressure, coolness, whatever's there, simply notice it, let it go, and continue examining the right half of your skull. When you finish with the right half of your skull, examine the left half from back to front, from center line down to hairline, noticing whatever sensations are noticeable. Put your attention on your forehead and examine it for sensations. Shift your attention to your right temple and notice whatever you can notice in that area.
examine the right eye, the eyeball, the socket, the lid, all around, just noticing whatever is noticeable. Slide your attention across the bridge of your nose over to the left eye and examine it for sensations. The eyeball, the socket, and all around. Move your attention to the left temple and examine it for sensations. Put your attention back on the bridge of your nose and then move your attention down all the way to the nostrils, noticing what you can. When you get to the nostrils, you'll probably notice the air coming in and out. See how far up into the nostrils you can pick up sensations. Examine the area between your nose and your upper lip. See what sensations you can notice there. Perhaps you can feel the exhale, the air moving there. Move your attention to the right cheek and then from there spread your attention over the right half of the face from the cheek down to the jawline and around to the ear, just noticing whatever you can.
When you reach the right ear, examine it. Back, the front, all those little folds and as far down the ear canal as you can sense. When you finish with the right ear, put your attention on your left cheek and then examine the left half of the face. From the cheek down to the jawline and around to the ear. When you reach the ear, examine it, back, front, all the folds and as far down the ear canal as you can sense. Put your attention on your lips. Notice them touching. You might notice other things. Warmth, coolness, moisture in some places, dryness in others. Now go inside your mouth and examine it for sensations. The gums inside and out, the cheeks on the inside, the roof of your mouth, the floor of the mouth, all around in there. Just notice whatever you can. Be sure and get both sides of the tongue.
you've finished examining your mouth, bring your attention out and to your chin. And then start moving your attention from your chin along the jawline on both sides. All the way back to your neck, noticing what you can. Move your attention down the front of your neck, from the jaw all the way down to the top of the breastbone, just noticing what's there. Examine the back of your neck for sensations, from the hairline down to the shoulders. You might be able to notice the transition from where your neck is exposed to where your clothes are touching. You might notice other things as well. Move your attention along your right shoulder from the neck out to the shoulder joint, noticing anything you can. the shoulder joint, examine it for sensations. And then begin moving your attention down the upper part of the right arm from the shoulder to the elbow, just noticing what you can. When you reach the elbow, examine it for sensations. And then move on down the lower part of the right arm from the elbow to the wrist, noticing anything you can.
When you reach the wrist, examine it for sensations. Then move your attention over the back of the right hand from the wrist out to where the fingers join. Examine the palm of your hand. Now, starting with the little finger and working your way around to your thumb, examine each finger in turn from base to tip, noticing whatever is noticeable. There might be touch sensations, warmth, coolness, whatever is there, simply notice it, let it go, move on. When you finish with the fingers, put your full attention in the tips of those fingers and then sweep your attention out into the room and bring it to rest on the left shoulder. Now examine the left shoulder for sensations from the neck out to the shoulder joint. When you reach the shoulder joint, examine it for sensations. And then begin moving your attention down the left arm from the shoulder to the elbow, noticing whatever you can.
When you reach the elbow, examine it for sensations. Then move your attention down the lower part of the left arm from the elbow to the wrist, noticing whatever is noticeable. When you reach the wrist, examine it for sensations. Now move your attention over the back of the left hand from the wrist out to where the fingers join. Examine the palm of the left hand for sensations. Now, starting with the little finger and working your way around to your thumb, examine each finger in turn from base to tip, noticing anything you can notice. you finish with the fingers, put your full attention in the tips of those fingers and sweep your attention out into the room and bring it to rest on the right shoulder. Now move your attention down over the right front part of the chest from the shoulder down to the bottom of the rib cage, from the breastbone around to the side examining that whole area for sensations. Itching, tingling, 
touch sensations, or perhaps some emotion might come up. Just whatever's there, notice it, let it go, move on. When you finish with the right half of the chest, put your attention on your left shoulder and then examine the left half of the chest from the shoulder to the bottom of the rib cage, from the breastbone around to the side. finish with the left half of your chest, put your attention again on the right shoulder and then move your attention down your back from the right shoulder to the bottom of the rib cage and the spine around to the side. When you finish with the right half of your back, put your attention on your left shoulder and then begin examining the left half of your back from the shoulder to the bottom of the rib cage, from the spine around to the side.
Now examine the area between the bottom of the rib cage and the top of the pelvis in the back on both sides. And then move your attention around your sides and across your belly up into the solar plexus at the bottom of the breastbone. Then move your attention down from the solar plexus across the belly all the way down to the groin. You might notice your belly moving as you breathe. You might notice other things as well. Notice the area around your sits bones. Feel the pressure of sitting. Now examine the whole of the right buttock from the sits bones all the way up to the lower part of the back. Then examine the left buttock and the sits bones again, all the way up to the lower part of the back. Put your full attention in your right hip and then begin examining the right thigh from the hip to the knee, noticing anything you can notice. Itching, tingling, warmth, coolness, touch sensations, whatever's there, simply notice it, let it go, move on.
When you reach the knee, examine it for sensations. And then move your attention on down from the knee to the ankle, noticing whatever you can. When you reach the ankle, examine it for sensations. And move your attention over the top of the right foot from the ankle out to where the toes join. Examine the sides of the right foot. And the area around the Achilles tendon. And the heel of the right foot. Now move your attention along the sole of the right foot out to where the toes join. Starting with the little toe and working your way around to the big toe, examine each toe in turn from base to tip, noticing whatever you can. When you finish with the toes, put your full attention in the tips of those toes and sweep your attention out into the room and bring it to rest in your left hip. After examining the left hip for sensations, then begin moving your attention down your left thigh From the hip down to the knee, noticing whatever you can.
When you reach the knee, examine it for sensations. Move your attention from the knee down to the ankle, noticing what you can along the way. When you reach the ankle, examine it for sensations. And then move your attention from your ankle over the top of the left foot out to where the toes join. Examine the sides of the left foot. And the area around the Achilles tendon. And the heel. And then move your attention along the sole of the left foot from the heel out to where the toes join. Starting with the little toe and working your way around to the big toe, examine each toe in turn from base to tip, noticing whatever you can notice. Full attention in the tips of the toes of the left foot and then sweep your attention out into the room and bring it to rest on your breath.
So I have a few questions for you before we open it up for questions. Anybody feel nauseated? Excellent. It means it's working really well. If you, if you feel nauseated, you're actually managing to release some stuff that's stored in there. Anything that we do, we tend to store in our bodies. And so by sweeping your attention through like this, you tend to release what's there. And if there's negative stuff that's in there, when you put your attention there, it tends to release it. Only it doesn't feel very good. And it can make you quite nauseated. The good news is that it's not likely to make you nauseated again. So if you were to do it again, you'd probably be just fine. In other words, you release the stuff. It's out. Next time you do it, well, you got all the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> so... so uh, that this, however, continue, will continue to work because it's a very good way to train your ability to notice minor sensations. Um, anybody have trouble getting sensation at the top of the head? Yeah, if you have trouble getting at the top of the head, go to some place where you can get some sensation, your forehead, your crown, wherever, the first place where you can get some sensation and then work your way to the top of the head and then imagine your energy going out half a dozen times and then start. And that can get it started for you. Anybody not like doing it? Oh, amazing. Usually a lot of people don't like doing it. Um, if you don't like doing it, it's a sure sign that you can benefit from doing it. So I'd recommend doing it a lot. Um, on the retreats that I teach, I recommend that people, everybody, whether they like doing it or not, do it at this particular practice at least once a day. This is a good practice to do if you're sleepy. It has enough activity in it that it can help counteract the sleepiness. Um, so if there's a time of day when it's just not your time, but meditation is happening, this can be a very useful practice. Basically what I did was work top to bottom, right to left, all the way down, trying to cover every square inch of the body. You don't have to do it exactly the same way I did it. You want to do it in a systematic order that seems right to you, whatever that means. I did it fairly slow. Doing it at the speed that I did it is useful for generating concentration as well as insight. This can give you insight both into impermanence because Things change as you're doing it and things change as you do it multiple times. An insight into anatta, not self. Because you're looking at your body in a very different way. I mean, when you were feeling that itch on your forearm, was it, oh, that's my itch? No, it's just sensation, right? So you're looking at it in a much more impersonal way than you normally look at it. So this can give you insight into anatta. This is particularly useful for training the mind to notice uh, subtle sensations. When I first started doing it, I wasn't picking up any sensations in my arms. I'd pick it up in the joints, you know, shoulder, elbow, wrist. But in between, yeah, I'd get lost. Now, after doing it for many years, I can pick up sensation everywhere, every time. You know, I just train myself to notice what's there. So it can be quite useful that way. If there was an area that's fairly large that you didn't pick up sensation, such as the chest, you can take it in strips, down, up, down, up, down, up, and just really slowly work your way across. 
one inch wide, maybe down, up, down, up, move over, down, up, down, up, move over, okay? You do that, it'll bring you more sensations. I think that's all the questions I have for you. Um, Do you have questions about this practice? Behind. Um, when I first started doing this with you, I really liked the way you organized it. Um, I've done this with Golenko a long time ago, so it was really nice to do it again. And I really uh, liked the way you organized the different parts. Um, and I guess my question has, at first when I was doing it, I was kind of doing, when you would say from shoulder to elbow, for example, you know, like this whole section, I would like think of it as a section and just like the sensations were like in that section. Mm-hmm. But then, then I started to realize, oh, I could just like move my attention downward right. and that's actually what your instruction was. Mm-hmm. Actually, it took but, me a while to start yeah. doing that. <laughs> it takes a little while doing this several times before you get really your pattern down and so forth. When I do it on the arms and legs, I'm doing it, you know, as spirals going down, right? Because that seems to cover it. Uh, but everybody has their own thing. You know, some people, you know, do this part and then this and then this. But yeah, and other people, it's like they're moving a ring down. But whatever seems right for you. And you want to, you want to look at a small area at a time rather than try the whole thing. It's, this, this particular method is known as part by part. And you want to make small parts. And just look at one and then move on to the next. The other thing I was wondering about is that, um, it seemed to me that I remember, um, Goenka eventually was having people like sweep like in faster paces. Right. There's a number of ways to do this practice, including quite rapidly, down and back up, uh, taking whole chunks. Um, yeah, there's just lots of ways to do this various practice. I particularly like the way that I just did it because it builds good concentration. And I find concentration to be a very useful thing on the spiritual path. So by doing it in a nice, slow way like that, it tends to bump people's concentration up quite nicely. And uh, so that's why I teach it that way. That's the way I learned it, which may prejudice me as well to doing it that way. But I found that, you know, when I first started meditating, following my breath was impossible. I mean, that was just incredibly boring. I couldn't do it. But I could do this. I could do the sweep. And after a 45-minute sweep, then I could put my attention on my breath and follow it for, you know, another 15 minutes because it had given me that amount of concentration. So I like the slow one. But, yeah, there are lots of different ways to do it. This is just one example of possibilities. And if you want to know more ways, yeah, go take one of Mr. Goanka's courses. He's got lots of ways to teach you. two questions. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is when you say look for sensation um, I, it's like anything right? Even whatever just, just, whatever you notice yeah. and if there's nothing there you're then you notice there's nothing there. Okay are you suggesting with more practice I might actually notice something? Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. When I started out, like I said, there were large areas. After three years, it was everywhere, every time. Not necessarily a pleasant or unpleasant, just a sensation. Exactly. Most of it's very neutral. Yeah. You know, it's just sort of, I can feel, you know, that part of my arm. Uh, yeah, so sometimes you get to a place and it's, I mean, that itch is driving you nuts and it's really obvious. And other times it just feels so nice there. But most of it's neutral. So my other question is now about not neutral. So I'm dealing with a lot of pain. And so this exercise was really challenging to be concentrating on an area where there's nothing um, when there's something else screaming mm-hmm. with pain. Would you suggest then maybe a better practice at that point is... Um, more um, not concentrating on, but noting the pain and not trying to do a whole body thing? Actually, ignoring the pain as best you can and working in the other areas is a good practice. And when you get to the painful area, say, I mean, you know, you're working this side, but your shoulder's screaming at, when you finally get to that shoulder, notice it, really give your attention, put more time there, and then imagine your energy going out. And just send your energy out like a half a dozen to a dozen times from the place that's painful. And sometimes it'll calm the pain down. And then you just keep going. Right. So in certain areas of the body, it translated into imagery, like uh, the shoulders became wings Mm -hmm. and wanted to beat. As shoulders, they had very little sensation. As wings, they had a lot. Right. It's amazing what we find when we start looking there. So imagery can come up. Some people see colors. Uh, it's quite interesting, you know, as you move your attention through. Just whatever comes up, let it come up. You know, let it come up, let it be there, let it go. Right? So if imagery comes up like wings, fine. It notices sensations associated with them. Yeah. You might also notice that your eyes track. As you're doing it, that's fine. We're very visual creatures, and so we might tend to look and, you know, see it as we're going. Have you noticed, noticing that you've been uh, talking about scanning the body, like from top to bottom, or bottom to the top, mm-hmm. but you're not talking much about paying attention to the organs of the main part of the body? Right. Which is, um, you know, about, like when you feel upset or something you feel in your heart or in your stomach. Right. There's, there are other practices that do that. And in about five or ten minutes when the questions calm down or I feel we got to move on, I'm going to do another one that actually is the body, the organs inside. Yeah. There are a lot of practices based on this. The, the original practice, of course, was literally what's here. There were 31 parts that were given. Anybody... There's these, the, the 32 parts of the body is the usual phrase you hear, but there were only 31 here. Did anybody notice what was missing? Uh, it's hard to notice what's missing. What? The brain. Right? The brain wasn't mentioned at all. At the time of the Buddha, the brain was considered the marrow of the skull. And sometimes you got an excess of it, you know, and it would drip out your nose, you know. So when you were blowing your nose, you were blowing your brains out. <laughs> That's what they considered. I mean, the heart was obviously the organ of thinking and emoting. I mean, you know, that's what it feels like. It's coming out of here, right? So the heart was what we consider the brain, and the brain was just this marrow. So it was actually mentioned when it said marrow. 
It wasn't until much later they discovered that all that marrow had some other function. Other questions about the sweeping practice? Sometimes I get a little um, sidetracked by trying to label what I'm feeling as sensation. So a lot of times I drop that and just note that there's a sensation there without labeling. What's your thoughts on that? If you're doing this sweeping practice, you don't want to label. Okay. Okay. If a label shows up, okay, fine. I mean, you get to that point and you say it itches. Okay, but if it's just a sensation, just notice it as a sensation. You don't. You can do the whole sweep without ever having a word come through your mind. Well, you maybe can't, but without having a word come through your mind labeling anything. But yeah, it would be possible to do this without any words at all. It's just the tactile sensation, so you don't have to label anything. Okay, so it's about 10 past. Uh, I have one other practice based on the parts of the body. Uh, This one won't take as long. Are you up for it? You want to stand up and stretch for just a moment, not go anywhere. All right, just try to get your legs unbent. Okay, so in order to begin this, put your attention on your breath for a few moments to get settled. Now imagine that you have a zipper running down the front of your body from your throat to your groin. Unzip the zipper and reach in and pull out your heart and place it on the floor in front of you. Now reach in again and pull out your lungs and place them next to the heart. 
Remove your trachea, your windpipe, and place it next to the lungs. Take out your esophagus and lay it next to the trachea. Pull out your stomach and add it to the pile. Remove your small intestines, coil them up nice and neatly, and lay them on the floor. Remove the large intestines, coil them up and place them next to the small intestines. Take out your liver and place it on the floor. Remove your gallbladder, put it next to the liver. Take out your spleen, put it next to the gallbladder. Pull out your pancreas and place it in the pile. Remove both kidneys, put them on the floor. And then remove the tubing from the kidneys that goes to the bladder along with the bladder and place it next to the kidneys. Remove your reproductive organs and add them to the heap. Take out your eyeballs and put them on the floor. Take off the top of your skull and remove your brain and put that before you. Take out all your teeth, line them up nice and neatly on the floor. Remove your tongue and put it near the teeth. Then remove the lower jaw and place it on the floor. (coughs) Remove the rest of the skull and put it near the jaw. Take out your collarbones and put them on the floor. Remove your shoulder blades and put them next to the collarbones. Take out all your ribs and stack them up nice and neatly.
Remove your spine. Lay it out nice. Take out all the bones of your pelvis and place them in the pile. Reach into your right arm and pull out all the bones of the right arm, including the finger bones, and place them on the floor. Then reach into the left arm and pull out all the bones, including the finger bones, and place them next to the right arm bones. Reach into your right leg, pull out the bones from it, including the foot bones, and place them near the arm bones. And pull all the bones out of the left leg, including the foot bones, and place them next to the leg bones from the right leg. Now remove the meat that's in there. This meat down the arms and in the back, down the legs. Pull out all that meat and stack it out nice and neat. Remove all those blood vessels. You might want to pour the blood into some place that's nice and handy. And then coil up the blood vessels and put them on the floor. Now carefully fold up your skin, you don't want to get it wrinkled, and place that before you. And there are all your pieces. Which piece was you? Which piece was the me? I'll give you plenty of time to put yourself back together. Unfold your skin and put everything back in. Please try and remember to get all the pieces. Don't leave them on the floor. And when you're done, zip up the zipper and put your attention back on your breath.
this practice I usually refer to as the zipper. Uh, it's an insight practice. It gives you a chance to look at yourself in a different way. Right. Um, I don't know. Any questions or comments about it? Anybody find me? Any piece that was me? Anybody have any reluctance to take out a particular part? I didn't have a reluctance, but I have some parts that aren't there anymore. And I was kind of like, oh, that's not there. Yeah. Interesting. Any other questions or comments on this practice? Right. This is an anatta practice. It's to get you to look at the body as the body as opposed to my body. It's to remind you of what's really going on inside. <clears throat> we get infatuated with the external appearance, but, you know, there's a lot of us that's going on under the covers. We get infatuated with an external mindfulness of body, right? And that person that you're infatuated with, well, they have a liver and a spleen and intestines and pancreas and everything else as well. You're just infatuated with the cover, right? So that's the thing to keep in mind. But yeah, this is an anatta practice uh, and to just, you know, remind you of what your physical composition is like. It's not quite what you see in the mirror. There's a little more to it than that. Of the two practices based on the Buddha's lifts there, I would say do the sweeping one more than doing the parts on the floor. It's probably going to be more useful. Yeah, this can bring up quite a lot of stuff for people. You know, people respond by saying, yeah, they didn't want to take their eyeballs out or their brain or their heart. Or, you know, what what of your parts are you attached to? And we're definitely attached. I mean, in reality, would we take our heart and put it on the floor? Oh, well, no, of course not. So this this can be useful for giving you, you know, a look at what's going on. I, I found, uh, I also found it helpful to be mindful of my body because I found that I uh, had a, a, a big identity or a strong identification with the brain because mm -hmm. I perceive like everything happens in the brain, percept just maybe because some of my background is in neurobiology that I, that I think so much happens there. And I thought, what, hap what would happen if I lived my life? Like, I don't know where everything really is happening, like out of my arm, you know, and just to be there instead. Mm -hmm. I feel like a large part of my life as we're doing this. Like, I, I, 
when I put my brain back in, it was like, I felt like, okay, that's where I'm going to be, you know, um, so. Right. I had a very similar experience the first time I did it. Yeah, the, the identification with the brain. Yeah, it definitely happens in this culture. The person behind you had a question. Um, I guess I, I was... Um When I put the organs out on the floor, um, they weren't living and breathing anymore. It was kind of like they were devoid of life. Mm-hmm. But then when I put them back in my body, I went, oh, wow. You know, it's like they are living and breathing. <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of a funny thing. Um, but I, I thought a lot about um, this practice as a um, um, practice, uh, mindfulness about not being alive. I mean, about death. Mm-hmm. Right. It can bring that up as well. Yeah. I mean, if they remove your pancreas, you're not going to do very well. You know, they remove your heart, you're not going to do very well. You're dependent upon a lot of pieces, and if one of them fails, I mean, you can't live without a liver. Right? It's actually quite amazing, the fact that we're up and walking around and communicating with each other and everything else. So I'm going to get an anatomy book and let's see where some of those smaller <laughs> organs are. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Here at the front. So it was interesting when I placed, for example, the intestines out in front of me, and then I felt this gurgle of intestinal stuff, and I was thinking. Wow, is it there? Is it here? Where is that? And mm-hmm. that was really uh, interesting to kind of disembody that. Right. And, and when you put the skin finally down, who was putting the skin down? What was putting the skin down? And we didn't talk about the slippery, slimy aspects of any of this or the smells. or There's a lot going on in there. So, on that note... With intestines gurgling, it's time for lunch. So, an hour? I mean, we've covered four of 21. I think we're going to have to rush in the afternoon. So, <laughs> Luckily, nine of them are looking at dead bodies, and we won't do that one. But I'll talk about it. But we can do that fairly quickly. But uh, an hour for lunch? Does that sound good? So, uh, back here at 1.30... And I'll do a guided meditation on the four elements, so don't be late.